We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. So the, the way it goes with, with weddings is... Um, it, like your your friends who marry they're like college sweethearts that's like your mid to late 20s okay. for weddings and then all your other boys it's like your early to mid 30s so you know obviously i'm on the back end of the second one but um it's that's just kind of how it goes you know like you're probably going to weddings of people who've been dating someone since they were in college right yeah, that that's the couple weddings I've gone to this year. That's that's exactly what has happened. But like in five to eight years, it'll be like your friends who are probably single now, but meet the person who they want to marry, um, you know, now or in a year or something like that. I guess that'd be cool to go to. I guess the weddings you don't want to go to are like people that you didn't really know. Like what if your like girlfriend had like, you know, if you have to go to a wedding that it's your girlfriend's friend and you just there and God, that would be how, like, how fun could that be? You know, especially if you've been to like 30 already, like how many have you been? I don't know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I kind of want to just cry about the A's right now, but um, no, I disagree with you. Actually, I think it's fun to, well, it depends. It can be fun to go a wedding where you really only know people through like a secondary context. Um, or it can be awful. It can go one of two ways, but like in general, you're going to a party that's really nice that everything's paid for. How bad can it be? Right. (laughs) That is true. I guess I just like, I like it more if it's somebody I know it means more. Yeah, of course. Um, But, um, I don't know. It, It goes both ways on that, but you can, you can enjoy yourself at both. So I don't know. Huh? Worst, worst wedding story I ever have. I guess we'll start with this. Um, a college friend of mine married a girl who I wasn't necessarily a fan of um, at the time. And like, it was just it, it, a shit show. And like, <laughs> like her bridesmaid speech was her, her talking about like all the dudes oh. 
she used to hook up with before him. Oh and, my god! And we're just sitting there like, what? Did, did we hear understand that right? Like, <laughs> oh my god! And and then like, and then the dad goes up and basically implies like, the only reason they got married is because he got her pregnant. And, oh. and he like, he's like, I'm just so proud of him for, you know, stepping up to the plate after he did that. And I'm like, where, where am I? <laughs> so how so, fucked up was she? I assume she was kind of drunk. Um, I mean, they didn't do the wedding till after she gave birth to the child. So like objectively, yeah, like they got married. Oh my goodness. Pregnant, but, but, oh my but, goodness. but everyone around it implied it was like. It, it wasn't like they were in love and then they got pregnant and then they got married. It was, um, you know, they That's were, they were not, uh, they were not in the greatest place, but then, you know, he, he, you know, didn't put his condom on correctly or something. So. <laughs> Woo. And with that warriors training camp, Welcome to White Years. <laughs> um, I think both of us are feeling like shit right now, so um, yeah, but this is going to be a tough episode. You're you're feeling you're feeling that way because you, you got sick from like a coworker. I'm feeling that way because the A's <laughs> did the same shit they always do to me. <laughs> I just saw a stat nine nine oh and nine um, in uh, what is it called elimination games? The A's are their yeah. last nine games. They've lost all of them. You, you know what it really comes down to with the A's? Because, like, I, you saw Lozardo pitch, and you saw he was, like, their best pitcher in the game. And you could take, like, the optimistic angle and be like, this guy's 21. The only reason he wasn't starting was because he had all those injuries, and, you know, they just wanted him to work out of the bullpen so he didn't have to go, like, six, seven innings. And they're so young, and everything looks good. But that's every A's year for about 15 to 20 <laughs> years now. <laughs> and to me, it really comes down to it's ownership, man. It's just tiresome. It's like it makes me appreciate Joe Lacob. It makes me appreciate the Joe Lacob who's like constantly like wanting to get better because the, the A's are legitimately they might have the best GM in all of sports. If nothing else, like the most influential, like Billy Bean changed the way everyone looks at sports. And it's weird that he works for a bad team, but like end of the day. If you're not getting like we want to win a championship mentality from the top, nothing else is gonna matter. Like who's who's the guy who's saying let's spend more to put a winner? Who's the guy who's saying this isn't good enough? You know what I'm saying? Like it always starts at the top. Like I don't particularly think the Giants are well run, but like the one thing I would have said about them is like their ownership is highly motivated and that gets you a lot farther than a lot of other things. Well, the Giants are about to be well run because they have Farhan now. So they they, they they hit a home run with that. So good for them. But wait, I'm con- so what is okay? So I get the ownership part, but they also won 100 games with pretty much like guys that that On rookie Billy deals. Bean, more yeah. Less, yeah. So what are they supposed to do? Like, what do you think they're supposed to do? Like, they still won 100 games in the AL, AL, which is a better conference or a better is it conference in baseball? A league, yeah. a better league than the NL. 
I mean, like, what are what are what are they supposed to do? You, but you, I guess spend something. You could, be, you could be right. Like, you could you could say like, I just need to trust that they're gonna keep it together and grow it. But like, why should I trust that? Right? Mm. They haven't like shown me they're gonna do that. Yeah. In twenty years, and the the secondary argument would be Matt Chapman makes five hundred k. Matt Olson makes five hundred k. Um, Lizardo makes like a hundred k. Like, I can go down the line. They could have just put money into their weaknesses, you know, such as starting pitching. Like I love Manaya. I think he's better than what he showed today, but end of the day, the guy pitched five starts before he started the wild card game. Like they could have, yeah. you know, it, it, could you imagine if the giants had six all-star caliber starters who are all making under a million dollars? Like, do you think they wouldn't spend money on other positions? No, they'd use that as well, a competitive advantage. Or well, like, or yep. let, let's get to a better point. The Warriors, when Steph was, when Steph signed a cheap deal, they used that to sign Iguodala, and then sign Kevin Durant. They didn't use that to just be like, look how good we can be as a six seed, but like have the twentieth payroll. You know, right, that's right. that's and really what it the comes thunder. down to. Yeah. Yeah, if I mean, if the Warriors could, they would have they would have paid like five hundred million luxury taxes if KD wanted to resign. But I mean, yeah, I guess the A's best case scenario would be like the Dodgers, like they would be like the best team in baseball in the regular season because they have they have guys that want to spend money and um and the right GM and uh, scouting department. But I mean, I'm just watching it, man, and it's just it, I've watched the last couple of times the A's have been in the playoffs. And I'm just like, listen, I'm on Twitter and it's fun to make fun of them, but I feel bad. Because all of the, when the Giants when they were in the wild card game the couple times that they've been in they have, they won like eighty eight games the A's are they've won ninety to hundred games right the Giants squeaked into the wild card the A's are probably hosting ALDS so it's always it's almost like damn you kind of feel bad because shouldn't this shouldn't they be playing at least a best out of five and just not nine innings especially if you don't yeah, have well, like they're, they're one guy of, you can um, trust I, I made this joke but you know them in Houston. It's like the reverse Rockets and eight and uh, Warriors because like the Astros might have the best team in baseball for the last like 25 years. Like I will be surprised if they don't win the World Series this year if they don't end up. Well, they're with, like, the overwhelming favorites this year, right? All, all I'm saying is like I'll be surprised if they don't win like three in five years or something. Like they've won one last year. They got to the ALCS. They'll probably win it this year. They'll probably have a chance to win it next. Like they have a chance to be one of those teams like wins like three and four or something, you know, like the Warriors did or something like that. Right. Um, and they're kind of, you know, they, they use stats. They're very analytically sound, but they also spend and they, they do a lot of other stuff. Meanwhile, the A's are kind of, well, this is where the analogy doesn't work. The Rockets spend money. They're just dumb. Um, but like, I mean, it's the same kind of thing where it's like, the A's are really good. They just happen to play in a division with a team who's objectively better than them. All right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. None of that excuses this Tampa game. <laughs> By the way, the Tampa, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, who are essentially the uh, – are they not just another version of the A's where they don't have fans, they don't have a payroll, they have one of the smartest Yeah, they're, they're just they're some money ball team, and it's like yeah. – it, it almost hurts – I can't decide if I prefer losing to that because at least it justifies the process or it upsets me more because it's like, I don't know. It, it It's it's a hard call, which is worse, but um, whatever. They're good. And 
Shout out for the immigrant dad quote of the week, which is going to be a new podcast segment for Yandy Ooh. Diaz, um, who is dominant tonight. Was that two home runs? Um, they're like, you know, there's going to be 55,000 people cheering against you. He's like, in Cuba, I played in stadiums with guys pointing guns at me. <laughs> and I talked with you about this, but this just reminds me of some peak like dad from third world authoritarian like because we both have those kind of fathers where you're just kind of like you know you are right i have a spoiled life relative to how you had it (laughs) well it is you don't think about that when you're a kid or even when i was in like high school i would tell my dad these things like i'm like learning about how america is right i would be telling him all this shit like man it fucking sucks he'll be like son in chinese obviously he'll go on this thing about it where he grew up and what happened then and i'll I'll sit there and he, my dad talks a lot, so he'll just keep talking. And then after oh, that, it's always a long-winded story. It's, it's never so like long. a it's never like a a quick one-liner. It's like <laughs> let me let me tell you the history of it. Yeah, he just goes on for like an hour. I'm just sitting there like, Dad, look, man, I gotta take a piss. Like, whoa. and then like by the end of the story, I'm like, you know what? You may have a point. I might have dozed off midway through the story, but you may have a point. So, <laughs> so it's always interesting when you go back on Twitter and you see everybody always whining about something. Um, it's always very interesting. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, you know, they're whining about uh Willie Cauley Stein sprained foot being oppressive. And you're like, you know, I'll show you real oppression. Um, and, and on that note, we'll pivot. So, um, I think before the, before the camp started, we're both like, you know, I think the Warriors could be sneaky good, but, uh, but they're not deep. So seeing like Collie Stein show up in a boot, not a good sign. Yeah, can you believe that? By by the way, can you hear the sirens going on in the background? I don't know what is I going can. on. <laughs> you can. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The second part is um today like Looney and Smilochich got hurt, and neither are, neither are serious. But I'm like, oh, God, Draymond's gonna have to play 35 minutes a game at center in the preseason just because they have no one else. It's like. Uh-oh, that's not a good sign for the season. Can you believe that Willie Cauley-Stein going out for a month and he's probably not going to play like <clears throat> he's probably not going to play the first couple of weeks of the regular season? Can you believe that's like actually a huge deal cuz it looks like it is going to be a huge deal? I mean, I just I, I think you're higher on the Warriors than me, man. Like I don't I don't like the fact that they're without Willie Cauley-Stein for a couple of weeks up to a month of the regular season, that may actually impact this team in a bad way. I just like, think you're, you and I are looking at it from two different perspectives. You're looking at it from 2017, and I'm looking at it from like Portland, Utah, um, the New Jersey Nets. Sorry, Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> the Wizards. Like so many – Teams with like two good players and a bunch of mediocrity make the playoffs in this league. And end of the day, I have a hard time seeing Steph and Draymond missing the playoffs if they're healthy. Like the one thing you and I, and actually we talked about with Ethan on his pod, if they're healthy, they'll make the playoffs. It's just a question of how much people, how many games people believe Steph and Draymond can play. I just think the roster is con- – I don't, I don't blame anyone. I just think the roster is constructed in a way it just – it doesn't – it's bad. <laughs> like after D'Lo, after Steph, after Draymond, after Looney, it's bad. There's literally nobody oh, are you, that's – Are you upset that there's no Mo Harkless? I would 
Sam, I would gladly take Mo Harkless on the team right now. I would gladly take I know, but I, 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 I don't think – okay, actually, I'm a big Alfred Camino guy. Um, <laughs> Give me Dorian Finney-Smith. I don't know why I just threw that out there. but <laughs> He's solid too. But I'm just saying, like, those are all – it seems to me the Warriors' perspective is a lot of those guys can be manufactured, and they don't necessarily buy the advanced stats crowd – or they don't buy people who see like, oh, they have like a plus 1.5 RPM. They're really good. They believe that's more contextual to the team and they can create that with good coaching around Steph and Draymond. And I tend to agree with them. That said, I don't know that the guys they have are capable of being those guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but, I, but I do believe people kind of like, we've talked about Covington the last couple of weeks. The quintessential example of a guy who like, we all agree is like a useful role player, but like maybe advanced stats overrate how good he is because like his impact is only truly realized in this context next to a couple stars. And end of the day, those stars are the ones who matter. Yeah, you make a great point though. I think um, I think the Warriors coaching staff did love. You know how they love the Spurs so much. You know how Steve Kerr loves Popovich. I think they do want to emulate that where it's like, hey, we can. And, like create players like we can have a system that creates guys that are like this good because i like it, like who am i thinking of like Derek white probably wouldn't be Derek white who's you know pretty good like pretty solid everyone would player. take him in their rotation yeah like i don't think he'd be Derek white without being on the spurs right without being going sure. through that system so i think that's what that's what the warriors want to do maybe like they don't they want people to feel that way about jacob evans which you know, I think is there, not there's be a, a good little player, hype, but... there's a little hype in the first few days of media that he looks like yeah. a more confident player. Um, but you know, we, we also heard from Laker camp that Alex Caruso standing out. So um, you can you never take it too seriously. I, I don't know. Like we'll, well, we'll, we'll find Caruso out one, we'll find out one or the other. So everyone's got like two players who are standing out in camp, and inevitably at least a couple of them across the league will stand out. <laughs> I will say this though. Um, this is way more. Uh, w- when I say like the Warriors are, I don't think that they're going to be good. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be exciting. This makes podcasting way more fun uh, the rest of the year for us. Because last season, do we even talk about training camp? Like, what do we talk about during training camp? <laughs> do we talk about like KD on Twitter? I think that's. I think that's literally what we talked about for 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 well, so, so that that's kind of the big theme i'm getting from training camp last year everything was about free agency and it was uh-huh. a drag you know we couldn't talk about basketball couldn't couldn't pull out the whiteboards and just like drop plays and you know all that sort of stuff it was all about like is kd happy is clay happy is dream you know it's like all free agency stuff right um this year there, there seems to be a tone of like steph and draymond seem like they're having fun um, not firing any shots, but uh, <laughs> but like there seems to be like they're aware. I don't want to say they think they won't win the title this year, but they know it's like they kind of maximize what they had with that previous core, and it's like a new it's a new challenge. Yeah, it's a it's a new challenge. And did you see Steph? Uh, uh, pretty much, somebody tweeted Steph's uh, reaction to uh, Andre Iguodala or, or his text to Andre Iguodala. And what he was saying, and he was like, he texted him like, "Hey, I miss you." I was like, "Dude, it looked like he was crying." And then somebody tweeted, "Steph's reaction to KD leaving, deuces." And then Steph's reaction to Andre Iguodala leaving with him crying. Um, thought that was pretty funny. 
whatever yeah. that means. Um, <laughs> I think you and I both believe Andre will be back before he retires. I don't think he's come back this year. I just don't Too see tough, a way. Right? I, I don't. Yeah, like the only way that he'll be eligible to come to the Warriors is someone trades for him and then they cut him. And like, it's just. I don't. I don't know who the team is who's going to trade for him and then decide to cut him after twenty games. You know, who do you like, think it would be? It have to be like a maybe like a playoff team, like it, and, have, then, and they start terribly or something like that. You know, the only th- like Dallas. Let's say Dallas trades for him today, uh-huh. with delusions of going to the playoffs, and then come February they're twenty and forty. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they decide to cut him just to do him a favor. That's like, like the Pacers. The, that's like the only. But the Pacers only do that because those teams will be in the playoff hunt. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They're too good. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're not even the that West. good. It's just they're in the East. It's just in the East. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like no, I think Dallas would be like a six seed in the East, honestly. So. Maybe the Kings. <laughs> Maybe your Kings. Um, anyway, do we have? An, actually, you know what? Before we get into another topic, let's get some ad reads done, huh? So we're talking about we're talking about uh, wedding season. Um, I don't know, but some one of my buddies uh, was in a wedding and he was trying to figure out like what kind of suit to get. You know, what you can use is Indochino. So Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more. Everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. The best part is they are affordable. Almost all of their custom clothing is under $400. The process is simple. Choose your fabric. Pick your customizations and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom or do it all yourself at Indochino.com. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more. An incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. That's Indochino. All right, one more. ShipStation, one of my favorites. So when you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. Time-consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now, any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, Lightyear's podcast listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use promo code blue there's absolutely no risk you can start your free trial without ever entering your credit card info just visit shipstation.com click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in blue that's shipstation.com offer code blue shipstation make ship happen Whew. indochino is legit i actually have a couple indochino suits um 
as a, a stylish man like you would appreciate it because because um, <laughs> you like to have the variety, but it's expensive to have variety, right? That is true. I do like like the problem is like I have I went to Vietnam and that's where I get my suit. That's where I got all my suits, custom fit for seventy dollars. I got a black one, a blue one, and I got a purple one. And I instantly regret it that I didn't get, like, another real color. It's just like, dude, when am I going to wear a purple suit? But at the same time, I'm like, I kind of want a pink suit now, you know? I kind of want an orange suit. You're so Asian. I don't Um, think you're not a fan. No, no, but I do have um, (laughs) a couple, like, different different shades of of blue and and gray, some lighter ones. Um, So you're classy, unlike me. I just don't know what I'd wear a purple or pink suit to. Like, like legitimately... (laughs) Um, it just, it wouldn't be in my rotation. Uh, but they're really, uh, they're really affordable and, um, it's, it's a good look, honestly. Like the, the custom thing, once you get a custom suit, it's really hard to go off the rack is what I realized because it just, it just fits better. And then like, anytime you put like a rack suit on, you're like, this is boxy it doesn't fit right. I don't know. Listen, man, once you have a job, you're you're immediately – you can't do off the rack anymore. Listen, if you're like 20, 21 and you're like wearing – I get it, right? You can only afford like something that's like $100. But if you're making money, you have a real job and you're like 25 and up, it's like, come on now. We, we got to do better. This, is, this turned into a very fob podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do better. Come on. Find something that fits, man. Come on. Pivoting. Um <laughs> Speaking of bromances, little, little budding bromance between uh, Steph and D'Lo. Yeah, you, pick, you picking up on that? Um, More than I thought. D'Lo seems uh, very. I don't know. It's it's basically everything we've said re- with regards to young players and Steph. Like there's there's an admiration, there's a level of respect, and Steph Steph's kind of returning it because you know he just likes to play with guys who want to play the same way he does. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this. Um, I was, I was really sick and I'm still recovering, but I was really, when it was media day Monday, I was really sick and I was just like in bed dying, but I turned on the warriors um, media day and I was listening to D'Angelo Russell talk. And I was like, and I like fell asleep one because I had just taken a bunch of meds, but two, because he's literally just as boring as Steph when he talks to media and I'm like, man, this is, this guy is, says nothing. Um, to yeah. The it's kind of like the nice it's guy. Similar. It's, it's the yeah. nice guy thing. You're like, Oh, he seems like a nice guy. And then you're like, Hey, he didn't say anything of value there. <laughs> he just like told us he'd work hard. Like, Great. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> um, but no, you, you make a point. Cause I didn't, I didn't really see that coming. I, I don't really know who D'Angelo Russell is. I, I don't know if you do. I mean, we know about the Snapchat stuff, but that has nothing really to do with who D'Lo so, has so, become. So, per my uh, per my sources, uh-huh. you, you know, my, you know, my source game is, uh-huh. is up uh-huh. there with Woj. Um, I mean, it is true. They've, I mean, people have told me he's, and and Warrior people have said the same thing, where it's like the big thing you hear about him is like he's a really nice kid, hard worker who's coachable. Coachable is like the word that got said to me like eight different times, and. I didn't really think about it. Then I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, he's, you know, whether he's good at it or not, we'll see. But he's definitely someone who's not going to, like, deviate from trying to do the system and fit in with Steph and Draymond. Um, Because, like, 
you know, he's got that ego where I need the ball in my hands mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the time. And, and I'm intrigued now, now whether, cause here's the thing, his only success has been with the ball in his hands in Brooklyn. So, you know, you could want to play in a, a different way, but like you might not be as good at it. And, and I don't know, we'll see, but he seems to have the right character, you know, characteristics to kind of fit into a kind of a more team oriented system. Well, he's saying all the right things, right? And if, if what you're saying is true, then then I think it bodes well um, for the Warriors. Because I, I think D'Lo also isn't someone that... And Durant was this way because, I mean, he was probably right. Like, he f- doesn't feel like he's better than Steph, right? I think KD felt that way, so he felt like, you know, he, he was taking too much of a step back, whatever it is, right? I don't think D'Lo is going to feel that way. Um, so part of that's exciting. Part of that's like... And and Steph on the other side is not not ever going to be like, oh, I'm better than you. You got to do what I say. Like Steph is never going to be like that, right? So it it is exciting to see like, oh, how are they going to partner up? Like, what does that unlock for D'Angelo Russell? Does that mean he's going to be like, I've never seen him play off the ball. I, I I didn't watch many Brooklyn games, but he was definitely not an off the ball player, right? And then what does that mean for the Warriors' offense? Like, is he are they really going to run more pick and roll? And what is that? Because D'Angelo Russell is really good at creating and passing, so. Like that's gonna be really fun to watch. It's just it just sucks. Hurts my heart that Clay's not gonna play maybe all year. Um, but that is exciting because this offense could be top or it should be top ten, right? Like it should be. Um, it's just that the defense is gonna be like twenty five or something. Yeah, I really don't think the defense will be as bad as you think. I don't think they'll be good. But you can literally rank around twentieth in the NBA by just trying. Um, there's. Like, I, I don't think you give enough credence to the volume of teams who are completely clueless. Like Phoenix? <laughs> so, do right. you think they're going to buy into whatever's whatever the coach is selling? Well, Memphis, Memphis, is, Memphis has like four players who are 18 starting. Um, obviously, we haven't even gotten into like the Knicks. The, the Hawks. Hornets. Yeah, the Hawks. Stuff like that. Like, it, it's going to take time for... So, you could, just by being motivated defensively you can um like a spurs level defense you think yeah, they exactly. can generate like a spurs or portland level. portland ranked like 12th last year and i have no did they really i have no understanding how they did that <laughs> well terry Stotts is a good coach is a good regular season coach to me he's he's really good um especially on offense i just i didn't know they were told on defense too so that's a great point I'll pull up the exact number but it was somewhere around there um but to your larger point um on D'Lo and Steph, um, I think it can work because they need multiple creators and, like, as much as we want the ball in Steph's hands, Steph's best when he floats. So, I mean... And, and it's a long season, right? Like, if Steph's going to have the ball in his hands all year, that also means he's getting hit a lot more. Um, he's going to the rim more or he's getting fouled more, right? That also means Well, he's and you're just wasting injury. the best softball player in the NBA. Like the the beauty of Steph is he's almost exactly as good on and off ball, and I don't know who else you can say that about honestly. Like Clay, Clay's great off ball, but he's not as great on ball. Is there, yeah, any, no, is there anyone who like KD? If he was motivated, yeah, probably. Yeah, KD would probably be better if he would actually do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's just not a lot of guys who are that good on and off ball. D Wade in his prime would have been nice. You remember D Wade off ball in, in his prime? He was a monster yeah. on those Heat teams. Oh man, that was something to watch. Um, I, 
it's the first regular season. Uh, sorry, the first preseason game is this Saturday against the Lakers. Correct. That is correct. Ooh. So Caruso, we're doing a Caruso apparently showing out. <laughs> um, the Lakers. Uh, I, I I don't. I just don't get it. I don't get how they're going to be a, a finals team. But we got all season to talk about it. But you you know you know how they can be a finals team mid season trades. Yeah. Because like end of the day, you have LeBron and AD. Like I, I do not like the roster at all, but they're like a couple pivots away from being contender with that. They flip everything for Beal somehow, and then pick up Andre Iguodala. Not even that. Yeah, you got Danny. All of a, if you have Danny Green, Iguodala, all of a sudden if you got <laughs> Iguodala, Danny Green, LeBron, Anthony Davis, you just need a guy, the fifth guy, to like not be Dwight Howard. Yeah, just throw good. Quinn Cook out there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you have, yeah, I mean, if you have Danny Green and Iguodala to guard Paul George and and um, Kawhi Leonard, and then you have LeBron and AD, yeah, that's a Finals team. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Like they're they're pretty they're close, but like until that happens, we'll make fun of them. So, <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking down. I'm like Rondo, Caruso, KCP. I don't know whatever clutch crony that they were had to sign <laughs> that they're pretending is good as a tax um clutch clutch crony is is a new one that's great um i i am i am very um excited to see there's not much time because training camp just started there's not much time until the regular season starts so i don't know how much of this steve kerr can install very excited to see what type of defense they're gonna play um, obviously they've said all about we're not gonna switch and it's not like they're going to unveil some like some like brand new defense you've never seen before, right? It's probably going to be some standard defense. But I'm curious, what are they going to do? How I think they're going to play. Gonna, I, th- I think they're going to play a shell defense. I think they're going to do the thing where it's going to be a lot of um, kind of a more conservative version of like the Tibbs defense, where you just kind of drop and try to fight through the screen, and it's a lot of just trying to deny penetration and live with the shooting. That's just my guess. I don't think they have the well, okay, it's not that I don't think. I know they don't have the um they don't have the individual defenders to switch and like put guys on islands. Like I I think this is one thing people did not understand about um how good Steph was defensively last the last few years. It's like they played a system that was just kind of like they're very okay with leaving him on an island. And they were very okay with leaving anyone on an island. But when you leave someone on an island, they're going to get exposed time to time. It kind of creates a um, – it, it, it's pretty cocky to play that kind of defense is all I'm saying. <laughs> That's true. Um, well, I'm, I just I, – I think you're right. That's kind of what I was thinking. It's, it's very conservative. And it also kind of um, – it's, it's the type of defense that can get you probably through a regular season – but like in a playoff matchup where teams can kind of hunt your guys, not so good. Yeah, that's the uh, that's that's where in the postseason where you hope Clay Thompson is back. But I think you said something interesting to me yesterday where you were talking about uh, nah, we're looking too far. Nah, that's all right, whatever. Uh, but you you were talking about the uh, the Warriors' ability and flexibility next year, um, and what they could do because they have a trade exception that they got for the Andre Iguodala move that they can't use at all because of the hard cap. This yeah. Year. They can't use till July, but um, well, Slater wrote on it, but you and I have talked about it before that 
it's not really a secret. They're hard capped. Getting D'Lo hard capped them because it was a sign and trade when you're over the cap. And so that's what lost them Iguodala. But next summer they're not hard capped. So they have this trade exception. So that's 17 million in players they could theoretically bring in. They got to find a taker. But like, for example, here's an easy one. Um, Memphis, Kyle Anderson, probably don't want him. Makes like seven, eight million a year. You can, they'll probably just take him for an exception, right? I like slow mo. Yeah, but I'm. Just I, saying, I like, actually you, do like him. I do too. You totally cool with him being like one of your wings off the bench, right? Yeah, I, I would love. Yes. So the, and those are Go the on. type of players I'm talking about, or like a Plumley, where you're like, eh, we never don't mind. Want him that bad. Never mind. Yeah, maybe you don't want a Plumley, but like, <laughs> that, that's what I'm talking about. Like you can probably get a couple rotation pieces with that trade exception. You might be able to give him more if you throw in picks. Uh huh. Um, and that's what the Warriors can do. The second thing is like they can open up to other trades. Who knows? Maybe Jordan Poole plays well. Maybe he's attractive to another team to get you, uh, you know, something else you want, right? Or maybe he plays well, and you're like, okay, now he's a year better, and he can contribute. Yeah, they just that's have way, they just have, way they just have way more options. Like this year is yeah. this year is about getting to the playoffs, seeing what you can do, but seeing what options you have. Yeah. Cause I like think the, the future. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, because the dealer thing could go either way. I kind of, I kind of like his fit with the team offensively, but I'm skeptical on the defense. But you know, we, we we'll see. Strauss, our guy Strauss had a had a post on the Athletic saying uh, that D'Angelo that he now believes that the team really actually believes D'Angelo Russell is a foundational piece for the Warriors. Which, come on, come on, can't be serious. No way. I, I uh, buy it. I don't think they traded for him to flip him, but I don't think they won't flip him. I think it's I think it's one of those. Um, I they think they, they traded wanna, for him they because wanna, he was the only thing that could they could have gotten for Kevin Durant, and so they had that's, to take. That's him. possible too. It's not like they. It's not like they could have like okay, we can't get him. Let's, let's yeah, let's pivot, get let's pivot yeah. to Devin Booker or something. Yeah, like that. I was this exactly what I was gonna say. Holy shit! Yeah, we had the same player in mind. I was like. Although, would you rather have Devin Booker or D'Angelo Russell? It's tough. Booker's been better. Um, yeah, I think he's a little more talented. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think Booker's better too. Yeah, but anyway, I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I mean, that that's the thing about uh, that's that's the fascinating part about these next couple of years because it's not like the window is closed for a title. It's just how the Warriors can manage it the last couple of years the windows open and they managed it perfectly so now it's like hey win the titles and they got three of them so now the next five years which you know presumably after the after five years it's pretty much going to be done for this team right that's a full decade i don't see them having a chance to win unless they bring on you know younger superstars but for the next five years they have a chance with, to with this win core a couple. yeah with, with staff yeah. and with with uh clay, clay and, and with Draymond. And Draymond. They got like yeah, a four would, to five year window max. I would say I would say yeah, I would say four to five years. And really anything goes. Like anything is possible. If they trade D'Angelo Russell for, you know, and like Robert Covington and three first round picks, like, okay, what happens then? Or if they don't trade D and they get Andre back and then like they get rotation pieces and run that back, what happens then? Or maybe they sign, you know, Giannis two years from now. What happens then? Right? Like I think all this type of stuff is, is so fascinating, but I guess this is like the one year, like they call it a transition year, which you hate to hear it if you're Joe Lacob. We're talking about owners at the beginning of the pod um, as a team that's moving into Chase Center, but 
this is kind of how you have to look at it. Willie Cauley-Stein being out a month is tough. That's what it is now for the 2019 Warriors. Yeah, it's a rough one. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's move this forward here. Um, so, what so we got? Clay's Clay's out till the All Star break at minimum. I don't think that's new. Um, and I, I don't know that it means anything because they can always update that timeline to make it earlier or later. So there's not really much to say there, right? Nope. Although I was kind of hoping there'd be a chance he'd come back sooner, but not that smart. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got here. Oh yeah. A small forward position. Kerr was talking that he doesn't know what he's going to do there, but he's not going to go by committee like a center spot because it's too important. And he, you know, he kind of mentioned McKinney, Burks, Glenn Robinson, and uh, Jacob Evans. And I'm just kind of curious. Like, I kind of think McKinney's got the, uh, the edge on everyone there. And I know you're not a big McKinney guy, but I think – I think he's better than you give him credit for. Um, well, he's I, better than these other guys. I don't know. Alec Burks is pretty good. Alec Burks can be pretty good. Alec Burks has had the most success out of all of them. Well, I guess Alec Burks would be like your quintessential bench player, right? Because he's like one-track mind. You know, he's he's in there to score. No, and he's, so maybe he's off like the perfect bench, for 15 to 20 minutes. Like you put him in there, let him get some buckets, yep. hopefully change yep. the momentum of the game, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. And so you put them in with D'Lo and, and, you know, Willie Cauley-Stein and hope they can run enough pick and rolls and stuff to manufacture some offense. Again, don't know where the defense comes from, but you kind of hope that's what happens. Yeah, I mean, Alfonso McKinney is probably the guy that's going to start. Although people, like, they keep mentioning that he doesn't have a guaranteed contract, but it's like, well, he is the best option. I mean, I, I may not be a fan of McKinney, but I wasn't a fan when he couldn't guard James Harden. Nobody can guard James Harden except for like. Yeah, we're, we're both <laughs> unhappy with him when he was asked to guard Harden and Kawhi. Yeah, like I mean, I'm, what I'm not as I'm do? not as worried about him against T.J. Warren and you know uh, Harry B. <laughs> Random Harry B. slander. Although I bet you McKinney would probably guard Harry B. pretty well. I'm not really worried about that matchup. Um, yeah, I mean McKinney would be a solid solid guy i mean he shot the three he's pretty pretty shaky from three him he's either super hot or super that's cold. A, that's a big thing um, yeah he he um if he can just be a consistent yeah. he shot he shot 35 and a half percent from three last year if he can get me to 38 because he doesn't take oof. he doesn't um it's not like he's taking contested shots not like he's clay thompson coming yeah, up that's, true. Down, right? that's true it's all corner true. it's all corner threes it's all um catch and shoots out of the corner if you can give me like thirty eight percent on those, I'm cool, you know, because you yeah. know he'll you know he'll rebound, you know he'll like play high energy, yeah. And give me like twenty five minutes a game where you hit a couple of those threes and you crash glass, you provide value. It's like you you want more, but like at least he's not negative. You know, and part of and part of this is kind of understated with the. I, I don't want to say Draymond is a supporting player, but on offense he is. Same goes with McKinney and maybe some of these other guys is that it's hard to play on offense with Steph and KD and Clay just because if you miss, you kind of like, like, damn, dude, like why are you even shooting the ball? 
Like, I've played on teams where, like, I'm the worst offensive player on the floor, and if I shoot the ball, I'm like, damn, what am I doing? <laughs> right? Because it's like these other guys should be shooting instead of me. And so every time you Yeah, miss, that's an underrated like, thing. Like, you can, you can say – It's tough. You can be like, dude, what, what does it matter if I shoot it four times when we have 100 possessions? But, like, you, you're not the one having to deal with those stares from your teammates who are like, no, just pass me the fucking ball because you suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's miserable. <laughs> it, mis- it messes yeah. with your head. I mean, Draymond didn't shoot, right? So that that's yeah. even like not even McKinney, right? But like Draymond didn't shoot, and like I don't think KD and Steph really got pissed or anything like that. But it was just like, I mean, you know where the ball should be going, and it's like it, there's something to be said for hey, if he if McKinney knows that he can shoot, you know, five six threes a game or like five ten shots a game, not really have it come back to him. Same with Draymond. Um, kind of what happened in fifteen sixteen, right? Um, where they just get in better rhythm. And they're just better shooters and players that way. I think Mike D'Antoni is really good at kind of instilling that. I don't think Steve Kerr is. So I think Mike D'Antoni is really good at just like making random players really confident and, and like good at, at just scoring the basketball, just shooting. Uh, Mike D'Antoni has who was that wing player that they got that was on the Warriors that was like he, like was a good shoot. Yes, that's who it was. I mean, he wasn't a playoff player, right? But like in the regular season, like he was playing, like he was he was good. And that's someone that I wish like the Warriors could kind of develop and pick up and instill some confidence because the Warriors couldn't do that. And that's probably because the Warriors were too good. They had too many good players. But, I mean, now's the time. right? Now is now's the time for Steve Kerr to make his money. Daniel yeah. House. I like how you knew that right away. Yeah. Well, you know, if there's someone who knows marginal, slightly above average role players, it's me. <laughs> All right, um, let's get out of here. Actually, before we get out of here, um, some news. Uh, you and I will be on pregame on 95.7 on Saturday. Saturday, 3 to 5. And we'll probably be doing this more weekends coming up. Um, despite the state trying to kill freelancers, you know, we'll, be, <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be doing some weekend shows. And it's going to be pretty cool. Wow. Just more content for the people. All right, man. Good oh, stuff. And, then, and then we got to throw in the other thing. We we're gonna be, you know, we got some uh, we got some light years T-shirts coming up. Oh, that's right. And then we also got um, some bonus bonus content coming up. Um, we're gonna tease it now, but you know, when the season starts, you can get some live Sam and Andy reactions. So much good content. Well, we should probably put this in the description too. So we're gonna do shirts as well as bonus content come the season. All right, I'm juiced. We're ready. All right, brother. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.